Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Last night, the president gave this State of the Union. Doug, what do you know today? Yeah... Yeah. Uh, What do I know? Uh, It's Ash Wednesday, and um, President Biden was asked, um, one of the reporters was trying to crowd into him to ask about abortion. How Mm. can you be a Because he's got the ash on his Mm. forehead. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, putting an ash on your forehead doesn't mean anything. It's the heart behind it. It's like that's an external mark, right? Right. So the reporter <laughs> crowded in on him and said, as a Catholic, why do you support abortion, defying church leadership? Which is a valid question. I mean, either you're under the authority of a church or not, right? And so um, Jill came over, the first lady, and took his hand to get him away uh, from it so he wouldn't have to deal with it. But he, he did say this. I don't want to get in a debate with you on theology, but you know I'm not going to make a judgment for other people. And and the reporter said, but you're Catholic before being drowned out by other questions. And he has ash on his head, which means nothing if the heart underneath isn't bowed to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't – you can put ash all over your body. It doesn't mean nothing unless you're – bowed down to jesus unless your heart is his and so i just thought that was interesting um you know you you, a lot going on taylor man there's so much we need to be praying for um the uh the ukrainian russian thing right now some estimates are saying there's two thousand ukrainians it's probably more now after what happened today but as of yesterday two thousand ukrainians and five thousand russians dead I mean, I, I wonder about those numbers though, because that the thing that came out was two thousand civilians, right? That was that yeah, was the yeah, civilian yeah, two thousand civilians. Yeah. yeah, that that they're not saying. I mean, they have, but as I mean, the Russian number, Russia's putting out like four hundred killed, four hundred ninety-five. Yeah, yeah, and then fifteen hundred injured, which our own State Department is saying. That's whack. That's not true. I don't believe our State Department, just as well, I don't believe I, Russia. So, well, I know, understand. Like, so, so, but I can promise you, when you look at all the empty tanks and you look at the empty vehicles over there, there's been a lot of loss of life already. I mean, when you when you start talking thousands of people dead on both sides, that's a lot of life, loss of life. Yeah, and, in six days. Yes. And... Um, I wanted to show you this. Unfortunately, I can't put it out on I, 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 we're, because we're not uh, video. But just the other day, if you look at that map, you see the red United States. Did you see this map mm-hmm. where it shows 90%? We haven't talked about COVID in a while. 90% of the 
of the United States was in high-risk red. But the day before the State of the Union, it miraculously all went away to where now it's not. Yeah. Except he did say, we're going to keep the travel ban. I mean, like travel mask requirement, which is really ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing. I, I mean, like, come on, really? Just just let it go. You know, let it go. Yeah, and you would have thought that, uh, you know, there's been signaling that they're obviously moving off that. Um, but if you if you go too fast after you've been crazy about it, uh, you're going to open yourself up to your criticism, politi- yeah, yeah, your political enemies, and and then there's honestly a huge segment of people who are just absolutely insane with fear on COVID, and you, you can't you can't walk them there that fast because they're not going to be willing to go, and that's a lot. Those people are probably ninety eight percent in their base. So I, I did want to bring out um, a couple of things Biden said that I heard in clips that people played. Um, that, you know, again, it goes back, you know, he's got ash on his forehead, but the heart, it doesn't appear based upon some of the things he's saying to be there. Cause he says that Roe v. Wade is under attack as never before. Well, it should be cause it's <laughs> the whole thing legalized abortion and 60 million babies have died as a result. And he defended the LGBTQ community against what he calls the onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. And then he made this statement. It's wrong to our younger transgender Americans. (laughs) He says, I'll always have your back as president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential even though you're living in a God-defying way. How can you reach your God-given potential when you live in a God-rebellion way? (laughs) Those two statements don't even go together. Yeah, uh, and you can't. And obviously, people who talk like that, who call themselves Christians, are into that, uh, what is it, uh, therapeutic deism, really, more than any sort of Christianity. And that sounds like a whole lot of that from that statement a bunch of gobbledygook yeah it's a bunch of gobbledygook well you know if you're just tuning in uh, to swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and uh, we we've already had two bible studies today we do five bible studies each um week uh, we do one at woody's barbecue on wednesday mornings at 6 30 a.m here in jacksonville one at noon here at the salem center at phillips highway and butler boulevard uh, at, at noon today, we had Jersey Mike's. We alternate between Jersey Mike's and Chick Fil A. Then tomorrow morning, we do a Bible study, um, a SWAT group down at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. By the way, um, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, I had they have the best chicken, man. It is so hmm. good. I, I their chicken tastes the it's like the best grilled flavor. I don't know what they put on it. But it's like crack. I mean, you just gotta. You want it. You want it. You want it. Uh, it's really good. I was I was eating there yesterday or Monday with a friend of mine. Uh, I went downtown to the one downtown. I'd never been to that one. It was really good. It was crowded. Um, so I don't know if you folks are 
hungry for some good chicken, man, but they have some good uh, here. If you're outside of Jacksonville, sorry, they don't have a Jumping Jacks up there yet. He's trying to get the point to expand, but really good comfort food. Howdy Russell, who uh, allows us to meet in his uh, restaurant there. If you go in there, tell him thank you. Say, hey, thanks for supporting SWAT uh, because he has been one of our supporters to let us meet there, and we have a good group that gets in there every Thursday morning. Then Thursday nights we do a SWAT group by Zoom where we have people from different states that come on and join the Zoom. If you want to be a part of that, you can send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. Say, hey, I'd like to join the Zoom, and I'll send you a link to get in because you can't get in unless you have a link to get in. And then Friday mornings we do one down in St. Augustine at the Village Inn. And so uh, we we do those studies every week. We're in the book of Acts. We're going to be – talking uh, later today finishing up acts 14 1 through 7 this week if you come to one of the in-person meetings uh we're in 14 8 through 20 which we'll be talking about on air next week um so one of the other things we do at swat is we haven't done for two years is i haven't taken a trip to israel Mm. because of covid but israel has done away with a vaccine mandate oh wow and so November 25th through December 5th, I'll be taking a a group, a smaller group, 25 this year. And um, I've already got, I think, 12 or 14 signed up. So if you are interested in going with SWAT and um, me on a, my wife on a trip, Lori and I will be leading the group over there. November 25th, which is the day after Thanksgiving, which is really a great day because the day after Thanksgiving, you want to get away from that food as much as you can. <laughs> but uh, we do a lot of walking, and we, we we go to a bunch of biblical sites. We go to places that other tour, tour groups don't get to go to. Um, Lori and I got the privilege of going on a, a tour with a guy named Ray Vanderlaan, who has a ministry uh, called That the World May Know. Ray's been leading groups over there for years. And, boy, I don't know anybody that does it better as far as the Jewish context of the sites and the scriptures. And uh, he really, really uh, helped us understand a lot. Uh, God used him to open up a lot of uh, windows to see things that we never saw in the text. I mean, and I'll give you just one example before we go to break is, you know, um, when when the disciples were with Jesus before he sent them out into the boat and they fought against the wind. Well, when you get over there and you go to the place where he was, 95% of the time the wind blows hard from that direction. Hmm. So he purposely sent them into the wind. And when you look at where he says he sent them and then where they ended up going, after Jesus you know, got in the boat with them, and it says they went to Bethsaida, it was in the opposite direction. So it's almost like he purposely sent them into the wind to reveal to them their need for him and then told them to go back with the wind when he's in the boat. Hmm. So you would never know that unless you were there and you could see it and you understood the geography. So we, we cover a lot of stuff like that. So that's November 25th through December 5th cost right, right around four grand four thousand dollars um love for you to go if you got an email send them to Doug at swatradio.com just put Israel and I'll get back in touch with you 
All right, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us this week, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, uh, focusing on Paul and Barnabas and Iconium. Uh, Today is the last day that we will be uh, discussing that this week, so make sure if you have questions and need uh, or would like to join the discussion that you call us today because tomorrow... We got guests, and well, Friday we, we got guests. We got, uh, yeah, so uh, so special treat tomorrow. Um, really interesting. I'm going to have uh, four high school graduates. They're in between college and uh, high school, and they just got back. All four of them from mission trips to three different places. Two were in the Bahamas. One was in Alaska, and one was in mm. Peru. And they are going to share about their experience, what they learned from it. And if you want to be encouraged that there's hope in the next generation, uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, in fact, if you want to call or send me some questions for them, uh, you can send them to Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll be happy to ask them because I think it's a neat opportunity to have four teenagers that love the Lord that just got back from a 28 day mission trip in another part of the world, a place where they don't have the luxuries they have here to hear their perspective. First of all, hear what God's doing in their life. And then I want you to pray for them as they continue to seek to serve him. You know, with the 18 year olds, you never know what you're going to hear or what they're going to say. We don't have a delay on here, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have them on. And then Friday, 
Friday, I have a guy that's got an amazing testimony. He survived something that literally I can tell you 99.995% of the people that ever have what happened to him happen don't survive. They just don't survive it. It it was a miracle, and it was a miracle that only God could have pulled off, but it was also an attention getter in his life. And he's going to share about that. His name is Jim Hill. He is from um, out in uh, Denton, Texas, where I just was last week. And I, I was hearing his story, and I thought it would be very encouraging for people. If you have somebody in your life that struggles with alcoholism, drugs, any kind of addiction, or, or maybe they struggle with living, leading a double life. In other words, you know something's not right. Encourage them to listen Friday uh, because it, it, he's got an amazing story. And uh, so g- great guest tomorrow and uh, Friday. And uh, so we're going to try to finish up today, Acts 14, 1 through 7. And this week we've been looking at what it means to finish faithful. And I base that title on my friend Steve Farrar who passed away. Uh, the week before I taught this message, and you know, it's funny today, I got in my car, and I don't know if your car does this, Taylor, if you've got your phone hooked into your uh, your Bluetooth system, but my phone sometimes randomly just plays things. Like, mm. like I won't have been listening to something, but it just randomly plays. Well, when I got in today, it was randomly playing one of Steve's messages, Steve Ferrar's messages that I, I heard and and it was just oh it's so comforting to me because he was a man who loved the lord who was unashamed and he finished well and i shared this all three you know monday and tuesday i'm shared again today that the verse from acts 20 where paul is meeting with the ephesian elders they're upset that he's about to go and he says to them listen i don't count my life of any value nor is precious to myself if only I can finish my course in the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And to me, that's the way Steve lived. He loved telling people about Jesus. He loved teaching his word. And he was unashamed. He was, he, he was a, a man who lived like a man and taught like a man. He didn't compromise the message, didn't care if you liked it or not, didn't care if it was popular or not didn't try to change and become cool with the culture. He just taught, and he was who he was. And uh, he embodied 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. It says, what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others. And about a month or so before he died, I spoke to him, and I said, Steve, if God takes me or he takes you, I just want you to know that you you have built into me uh, unashamedness of the gospel. God's used you to do that, and I just want you to know that I'm going to preach until I, they put me in the box, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. There's things that have been difficult and hard, but thank you for being a good model, and and I'm glad I got to share that with him for my sake, just to to let him know because you don't always get to share with people. And that's a reminder. If you've got people in your life that have spoken into your life and been an influence uh, toward God in your life, you might want to take a moment and call them. 
reach out to them if they're in your city. Say, hey, can we meet? Just, hey, I just want to thank you. Have a heart of gratitude for the way God uses people in your life. It's ultimately God, but still people people have a choice to obey or not obey. And Steve allowed me uh, to be one of the guys he got to speak to, and it really encouraged me. Um, and just like uh, Paul said, I fought the good fight. He did too. He finished his race. He kept the faith. And and Paul said in Second Timothy four seven that he's going to give me a crown on that day, and not only me, but all who like his appearing, and who's loved his appearing. And he goes on in Timothy also to say that you know Timothy. You followed all my teaching, my conduct, my patience, my love, everything, my persecutions, the sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. And he's at Iconium right now. That's where we are in Acts 14, 1 through 7. And as we were looking at it, we Iconium is modern-day Konya in Turkey. And we were looking at these marks of an effective minister. And to finish faithful, we saw that God calls us to walk with perseverance. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did. They were kicked out of Antioch and Pisidia, and they go right into Iconium, and they start preaching again. They start preaching and sharing. They didn't get discouraged. They continued. We looked at that on Monday. Yesterday, uh, we looked at the second um, thing was to speak with his passion. They were energized by the Spirit. They were led by the Spirit. They were Spirit-filled. And they preached boldly, which means they articulated clearly. Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians that he didn't use lofty speech or wisdom. And he just preached the cross. He preached Jesus. But they spoke with his passion. And I asked the question yesterday, when we speak to people, is there a passion there that comes from God or people? Because you can't have a passion for people unless you have a passion for God. It starts, your passion for people and seeing them come into kingdom emanates from your own walk with the Lord and your own passion for him. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Well, today we're focusing in on serving as his priest and walking by his spirit, the last two uh, really marks here. And what do we mean by serving as his priest? Well, when you think of priest, you know, typically you think of the Catholic Church or you think of uh, Jewish priest. But I want you to go beyond that to even think about pagan priest. What does a pagan priest do? What's the responsibilities of a priest? Uh, to fulfill the services that the, the God that they're serving requires. Yeah, the de- whatever the deity requires. But here's a question. Like, who determines what those are? Like, think about it. Like, like who determines... Every other religion in the world, other than biblical Christianity, has those standards made by a finite man. Whatever those requirements are, some guy put them together. And people make the argument sometimes, well, the Bible's just a book about uh, written by a bunch of guys. Well, guys were the instrument, but God moved those men by its own admission Those men wrote as they were moved by the Spirit. No man has his own interpretation of what he wrote. He wrote what God put on his heart to write. 
in the Bible other than any other book in existence has withstood the test of time. Both there's manuscript evidence for the way it's withstood over years, scrutiny. There's internal evidence. There's external evidence. There's no other divine book like the Bible. Because a a finite being, and we're going to talk about this next week on air, we talked about this week at SWAT, a finite being cannot set the parameters for infinite standards. You know, I'm, they can't mm-hmm. because everything we bring forward is flawed. And so, so what does it mean to serve as his priest? Well, we have to go to his book. We got to go to his word. And one of the things that his word said, what did Jesus tell the disciples? Go first where? No, to the Jews. Mm-hmm. So in every city... The first place Paul went was to a Jewish synagogue, every city to the Jew first. This was his pattern. In Acts 13, 5, he went to Cyprus. Acts 13, 14, he went to Antioch. In Acts, uh, you know, 14, he when he's in um, Iconium, what does he do? He goes to the synagogue first in every place. Acts 17 in Thessalonica, Berea and Athens. Acts 19 in Ephesus. In all those cities, the first place he went was to the synagogue. Why? And that's what it says in verse 1. At Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue because they were the priest of the Most High God. That's what the Most High God wanted. His people were supposed to be the chosen people to carry the message, right? But his people rejected that. And so when we come back... We're going to look at other things we see about being a priest and how his priests were authenticated. How are we authenticated? How do people really know we're his priest? Do you even think you're a priest? So when we come back, we'll talk about that. All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, H-Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that was Rescuer by Ren Collective. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7 this week, talking about Paul and Barnabas in Iconium, um, finishing up our look at uh, those uh, verses today. Um, and 
we were talking in the break, and now I forgot where we were at. Right? No, we were, we were. Well, we were talking about serving as his priest. Yeah, they were Remember, we're looking at uh, characteristics. Remember, Acts is a historical book. It's really not written as an instructive letter as much as it is to tell of what was going on in the spread of the gospel. And so, but we can draw principles out of it. And we were looking at Paul and Barnabas and, and their finishing faithful when they went on this mission. This is their first missionary journey. And, and one of the things we talked about Monday was walking with perseverance. And then yesterday we talked about speaking with his passion. And today we're looking at serving as his priest and, and uh, also walking by his spirit. And we're just talking about what it meant to serve as his priest. I think a lot of people in our country have the idea that the priestly role is for the professional pastor, the guy who's on staff or the ministry leader. That's not what God said in Exodus 19 when he said, you are a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood. In Exodus 19, 6, in 1 Peter 2, he says, See yourselves like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. And so we're all priests. Everybody functions as a priest or priestess. And so in verse 3, as Paul and Barnabas are serving as his priest. It says that they were speaking boldly for who? Their deity, the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. And so they did signs and wonders. There was an authentication that took place when they did these miracles. Miracles were a sign to believers. A sign to believers? Believers. Yeah, because, yeah, okay, gotcha. Because remember, the miracles, people that wanted the power of God without the authority of God wanted to use God, and they were skeptical. What did the, what did the Jewish leaders want out of the Messiah? To liberate them from Rome, yeah, who, uh, yeah, but they wanted a Messiah that they created, mm. and they kept saying, "Show us a sign." He'd already shown signs, so who are the signs for? It's for the believers. The signs were for believers. Remember when they said, "Show us a sign," he said, "I'm not going to show you a sign except the sign of who Jonah. Jonah, who spent three days and three nights in the in the belly of a whale, referring to what." He was referring to the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Is there a greater sign than that, that he has a power over death, which was the power over sin, right? Sin, death was the penalty of sin. And so, but throughout time, God would unleash miracles to authenticate messengers for specific time periods through, through his servant's hands. Did Noah do a miracle? Uh, yeah, well, Aaron did the the signs, and then 
Well, Moses did. Yeah, which who did you say? I said Noah. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. Noah, Noah didn't. Was Noah a righteous man? Yeah, he was. Um, did Job do any miracles? No. Did Daniel do any miracles? Mm-hmm. He participated, like he was a he was the beneficiary of a miracle, right? But he didn't do it. Um, what about Isaiah? No. Uh, Samuel. No. He heal anybody? No. He make the blind see? Raise anybody from the dead? He was raised from the dead. Remember, God brought him back after death when Saul tried to conjure him up. Or at least, in, I mean, yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. But all these great people. Who was the greatest man prior to Jesus? The greatest prophet was uh, John the Baptist. Did he do any miracles? No. Whoa. So all this focus on miracles today in our culture as a sign for unbelievers so that unbelievers will believe mm. is really bad theology. Now, I'm not saying God can't do miracles. He can do miracles. But the miracles were always a sign for the seeker, the, pe- the people that really were seeking God. The skeptics never see him. You can do a hundred miracles and the skeptic is never going to see the truth of it because they're not looking for what the person behind that miracle really represents. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Uh, so, but I just, let me finish this and I can ask the question that Moses brought in what, when Moses was on the earth, what what did he, God use him to bring to the people, God's people, the law, the law. When Elijah and Elisha came, they did miracles, but they brought in the era of the prophets. And what did the prophets bring? What was their prophecies about? Well, about the Messiah, but also about what was going to happen to the Israelite people. Right? But it was really, it was, but it was mostly about Messiah. Because what was God's ultimate end game? You know the movie mm-hmm. Endgame? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the end game for God? Messiah redeeming people from their sin and the power of sin. And so the law, what was the purpose of the law? To condemn. Well, yeah, it was. It was to condemn but show need. Yeah. And the prophet said, okay, now we're, we, we've got the, the cure now that you know you have a need. Right. And then who else did miracles? Jesus and his apostles. And so... They did miracles because it was the time of Messiah. Now, why did Paul and Barnabas do miracles here? Why why are they doing miracles? To authenticate them to who? That to the believers. Yes. Yeah. To the believers, but to Gentiles. When Jesus when Jesus and the apostles came with a message, their primary message was to the Jews. Paul is going into the Jews first, but who else is there? The Gentiles. Yes. Why did they kick him out of uh, Antioch of Pisidia? Because the Gentiles were there. Why are they going to get mad at him in Iconium? Here, they're going. He's going to leave. They're going to threaten to kill him because the Gentiles. He's he's saying we're all part of the same deal. But the, but but don't miss that that messengers of God, his priests are authenticated. So how are you and I authenticated? 
I mean, if we're his priest and we're talking to somebody, how can they tell if we're really telling the message and serving the one true living God? The the spirit uh, within us when we speak the word and then also by our actions. But how do they tell if the word is really from God? Oh, because you can point to where it is in the Bible. Whoa, so the scripture yeah. is the authenticating miracle in our life, right? Yeah. So if if somebody wants to see if what you say matches up, and this is why it's so important to look at the historical context of scripture throughout time, God doesn't change. Anybody that says, I've discovered something new that nobody else knew for 2,000 years, you need to be careful of. God, God's word doesn't change. His, his, his word in the sense of the, the way he's revealed himself to his people over time has been to point people to Jesus because there's no way to God the Father except through him. And so if we're priest and if we're authenticated by his word, we need to ask ourselves a question. We, if we're serving as priest, what's our gift? I mean, like, what is our service? Everybody's a little different. And in, in, in any temple that worships any deity, some people do some tasks, some people do other. So how do we know what to do? Well, there's two letters in the Bible that address this, Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Both address the gifts you might have. And first Peter four says, use your gifts. Well, how do you know what your gift is? I know you can take online gift things and all that stuff, but your gifts really, if you are walking with God in the spirit, your gifts kind of flow out of you. They flow. If you have the gift of hospitality, it shows. If you have the gift of evangelism, it shows. If you have the gift of mercy, it shows. Those gifts show themselves when you're walking in the Spirit. And as his priest, we are to use our gifts to serve him, not to serve our own benefit. And so if you look down at verse 7, it says, after these people were going to try to mistreat them and stone them, it says they fled to Lystra and Derby cities of Lyconia, and Lyconia is in Galatia. These were cities with no synagogues. Mm. So why in the world would Paul and Barnabas go to cities without synagogues to these pagan cities? Well, what was their mission from their deity? Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and where? The ends of the earth. Remember in Romans 9, or Acts 9, uh, uh, and Acts 9, I think I said Romans, I meant Acts 1-8. In Acts uh, chapter 9, where Ananias goes, I don't know about this guy, I'm scared to go see him, and he says, he's going to be my chosen instrument to the Gentiles. And so God gave Paul and Barnabas a charge, and that's why they went. And that's what it means to walk by the Spirit. Sometimes you go to places you don't want to go to. Sometimes In your pride, you can want to stay when God says, no, I want you to leave. Sometimes you can want to leave when God says, I want you to stay. So you have to be led by his spirit. When we come back, we're going to 
uh, look at one other thing, and then people can call in uh, about any of the stuff we're talking about. All right, so stick with us. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 1, or excuse me, Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7 this week, and finishing up our discussion on that. If you would like to join the discussion here in just a second, we're going to wrap it all up uh, here with one more point. Uh, but if you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. So in verse 6, it says they learned of what? They learned of the Jewish and Gentile uh, people. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a really an unholy union right here because you've got the Jews and the Gentiles conspiring together mm-hmm. to kill and hurt, to hurt and kill Paul and Barnabas. But it says they learned of it and they fled to Lystra. Why? Well, because Matthew ten twenty three, Jesus said, when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next and preach the gospel in all the towns till I come back. And so they were led by the spirit here. They were walking by the spirit. And uh, they were walking as this priest in the spirit. And they had a charge from God to take the gospel, and they were pushing westward toward Rome. That's that Paul, I believe, always had a desire to go to Rome. I think he wanted to go there, and it was his mission. In the same way, back in Exodus 6, God gave Moses a charge. He says, bring Israel out of Egypt. Well, in Paul's case... He wanted to bring the pagan out of Egypt. Egypt was always symbolic of sin. Israel was symbolic of God's people. Uh, remember, I, I'm trying to remember exactly where in John. I think it's, I'm not sure where, if it's John 8 or John 10. But uh, I think it's John. 
it may be in Romans, where um, it says, not all who claim to be Israel are Israel. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And and so, in the same way that um, Moses had this charge to bring Israel out of Egypt, we have a charge to bring Israel out of Egypt. Mm. There, there are God's people out in the world that he wants us to interact with as his priest, speaking with his passion, walking with perseverance by his spirit to help bring them from where they are out of darkness into light. And that's our role as priests to do that. And I think we think that's somebody else's job. That's why 90% of the people never tell anybody about Jesus, you know. Um, so I don't, I, I, I just think we, um, as we think about, you know, what it means to be a priest, we got to ask ourselves a question. Are we serving as his priest or are we serving as more of a CEO of our life? Mm. Two different mentalities, right? When you're the CEO, you're the guy in charge. I mean, that's just a modern day term for us. Back then, it'd be the king. Same difference. Right. You're either a king or a priest. Two different positions. You didn't see any king priest except who? Jesus and Melchizedek. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the only two that you know of, really. So, uh, that, that it, I think we've talked about this before. Um, you, you think Melchizedek's just the type, right, of Christ? It's not... Jesus in the Old Testament or anything like that. No, I think there. I think there really was a Melchizedek. Because yeah. uh, I, mean, I just heard people say, "Oh, maybe that was." I know uh, some uh, some people say that, but you know, it's interesting because he was the king of Salem, yeah. the king of peace. Um. So. Um, and what does Melchizedek mean? You know, it means. Uh, yeah, it was righteousness, king of righteousness. Yeah. So, so that, that's why, you know, people, I think maybe that's why, because those are, you know. Well, I, I want to go back. I mentioned this earlier. This was Romans 9. I didn't quote the address, but I want to let people know. It, this is what Romans 9 says, 9, 6 through 12. It is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who were descended from Israel. Now, he's talking about physical blood descent from Jacob. Nor are they all children because they're Abraham's descendants. So now it's not even Jacob. It's even, he's saying, even if you come from Abraham. But though through Isaac, your descendants will be named. That is, it's not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of the promise. At that time, I will come and Sarah will have a son. Not only this, but there will be. Rebecca also, when she's conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac, though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to what? His choice would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls. You know, you hear that, and again, I don't know how people have such struggles with the whole sovereignty of God. That's pretty clear. But my point in reading that is about the fact that that not all people who come physically from Jacob are going to be the people that we're out there ministering to. Paul understood that. 
and he's out there sharing the gospel. So he was walking by the Spirit of God, serving as a priest of God, speaking with the passion of God, and walking with the perseverance that God demands of us to walk with. And so as we finish our time in this this week, I just wonder, are we following Jesus and persevering, or have we gotten discouraged and quit? I mean, we haven't quit life, but maybe we quit really following Jesus and doing the mission he's called us to, which is what? Bring Israel out of Egypt. There are Israelites all over in Egypt that we God wants to use us to help bring them out. Are we walking by his spirit? My friend Steve finished well. And I know that he heard, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I've set you over much and earned the joy of your master. As Steve, Steve spent his life really trying to be a priest and help men connect with the Most High God. And he, he, he basically taught us all that God requires one thing of us, and that's to admit that we're not smart enough to know God on our own, that we're not uh, good enough to approach a holy God on our own merit, and we're not strong enough to defeat Satan, to defeat sin or death. The only thing that's going to save us is Jesus. And we just need to admit that we need him and receive him. And I hope that if you're listening, you've done that. If you haven't, I hope you'll do that because I don't know how you make sense of anything in life without that relationship with the Most High God. So that's really that's really the teaching for the week. I, I you know it's a it's a really kind of straightforward text, um, but I I think it's pretty impactful when you see what Paul and Barnabas were going through. A lot of times when we read what they went through, we isolate it to that little part and not think it in context. Right. Of, they'd already been rejected, they'd already been kicked out of town, and here they are, and they're persevering. And they just keep going and going and going like the Energizer. Yeah. Funny. Um, I did have a question for you. Um, do you think this whole uh, idea of us as priests or just the priesthood in general is confusing to us because of, you know, uh, connotations with Roman Catholicism? Or why, why do you think that's something that doesn't really catch on or doesn't seem to have an impact sometimes even when people use that type of language? It's just almost like it's it doesn't do anything for anybody. It just kind of goes over their head. You know what I mean? Is, do you think it's partly because, oh, like you said uh, at the beginning, because a priest, that's a Roman Catholic thing, or because well, not wait, understanding the role and well, function let's, of let's, a priest? Well, let's go back to what you said. All right, a, 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 What is the role of a priest? To represent the deity by teaching his truth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to perform those duties that he requires. And so... Priests are typically seen. Now, the Bible says we don't need a high priest anymore. The high priest function in the Jewish system is a foreshadowing of Jesus. But there's no need for the priest and the sacrifice. That's done. What I'm talking about, when we serve as priest, it's it's the ambassador priest. When he says you're a royal priesthood, you are functioning out in the world as the representatives between God and people who've not yet bowed their hearts to him. And so 
when you think about the priesthood of Christianity, it's different than like being a priest in Buddhism or a priest in something else because uh, in other religions, the priest, the uh, the believers themselves have no direct contact with their deity. They have to go through a priest, right? Mm. Uh, the priest is the only way. But in our belief system, based on the Bible, what our word teaches, we can go directly to God. We don't need a priest. We don't need one. You go, well, then why are we priest? Our role as priest is to function as ambassadors serving our king. When he says you are a royal priesthood, the priest was the one who walked with God, right? The priest was the one who was interacting with God on behalf of the people. And so we'll do that. I mean, all of us are, are priests. Um, and the, the church is actually the kingdom of priests. I mean, it's it's a whole kingdom. And um, if you go look at the Bible, um, where the, the priests that ministered in the temple in the Old Testament, um, they the the covenant the ark of the covenant stayed where in the holy of holies right mm-hmm. but that was closed off to everybody except who the high priest once a year right yeah the high priest um but that curtain was torn with Christ so we don't offer the sacrifices we offer to God are the praise of our lips and our service we offer our bodies as a sacrifice But the priest that he's really talking about, the priesthood, is that we walk with him in that inner sanctum. We get to walk with God and and help others walk with God. That's our role. All right, good stuff. Make sure you tune in for the rest of the week. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 